Yeah, this is Charlie Tango coming back at you live one more again with my podcast doing the absolute most as it pertains to African people domestically and internationally, socially, politically, and economically. Today, what I want to build with you on is codes of conduct, uh, issues that we have with black athletes uh, who are null and void and disconnected from our community. Now, one thing that bothers me is there was a time in which the black athlete not only was connected, but he was very much in the civil rights and the black power movement and the movement in general for black folks. Now, there are a lot of reasons why they are not like that today. A lot of it has to do with the byproduct of integration. A lot of it has to do with the isolation. A lot of it has to do with the me, I have to get my mentality as it pertains to black people today. Um, And also, you know, it has a lot to do with being accepted and being a part of the status quo. Uh, The days of John Carlos and John Smith and Bill Russell, Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, I would like to think that we'll see those days again, but I highly doubt it. One of the solutions that I would take is I would try to get the money on the front end as it pertains to these athletes. Because these communities have been left asunder by the oppressor and by the people who finance them, one of the code of conducts that I would like to see set up is us get the money on the front end. Or once the athlete becomes successful and has his own contract deal, part of that deal and part of that money has to come back to a community bank from the impoverished community that he came from. Now, we can do that in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different steps from a political standpoint. But when you control the policies and the politics in your community, you can kind of write your own your own policy as it pertains to your community. Black folks, by and large, they don't seem to want to be liberated. They just want to be treated better up under the systematic racism system that we have that continues to redefine itself, reinvent itself um, to maintain power. And so what I would like to see from these athletes is that I would like to see them be held accountable, particularly when you want people to support you, and particularly when we see people getting shot in the streets and we see these communities continue to, to disintegrate. The other thing I would like to see these athletes do, I would like to see them invest into organizations, particularly grassroots organizations, and that could be a tax write-off. Why would you give Uncle Sam and why would you give the government half of your money when you fit into a certain bracket and you won't even give the people who are at the grassroots level fighting in the communities that you come out of? I think we do an injustice by continuously, vicariously living through these athletes. And don't get me wrong, I like like the athletes in terms of entertainment. But they should not be the end-all and be-all as it pertains to what's going on in the community, particularly when they are disconnected from it. Nor should we run to them every time there's an issue. Are we hurting that bad? Are we devoid of leadership that bad to the extent that we got to look to these guys and gals? (laughs) <laughs> nah no sir so moving forward what I would like to see is I would like to see us 
stop asking the athletes so much to do what they know they need to do. Hold them more accountable in terms of codes of conduct in our community, either on the front end, whatever college or whatever entity recruits them, they have to give a certain amount of money prior to, and that has to go to the community bank with people who are responsible and making sure that that money is going to the places as most beneficial to the community or as part of a contract you will give a certain amount of money to the community it has to be done this way because if you had to do it on your own you wouldn't do it on your own so as it pertains to what's going as it pertains to what's going on with the athletes it has to be done this way because they're not going to do it on their own um, the other thing that I like, I would like to see is I would like to see um, athletes take more of an onus, responsible responsibility in terms of how they represent themselves. Uh, again, it used to be a time, it used to be a place in which the athlete carried themselves a certain way and knew that they had a an obligation to the community and to the people that they represented. Now, until next time, this is Charlie Tango doing the absolute most. Telling you about what's going on, what's best for our people domestically and internationally, socially, politically, and economically. And I say leaving you, hotel. Yes, yeah, Charlie Tango back at you one more again. Doing the absolute most as it pertains to our people domestically and internationally from the standpoint of socially, politically, and economically. Man, we got a hell of a show today. What we're gonna be talking about is, hear me out, do black men need to step their damn game up? Oh yeah, let me say it one more time. Do black men need to step their damn game up? Yes. Okay, now, who you hear in the background, the most beautiful, I'm talking about the most, okay, fellas? She is looking all of that, and she just got off of work. So she can come in the studio with your boy Charlie Tango, and we can discuss this. Very serious topic. Do black men need to step her game up? She go by the name of Short and Sweet, y'all. And she wants to talk a little bit about what the issue is, how they can improve, what the issue is, how can we get better moving forward. So without further ado, Short and Sweet is going to tell you a little bit about the subject and what we need to do moving forward as it pertains to our brothers. Okay, I feel like black brothers need to step their game up because us as black women, we look up to them to have our backs and be the head of household. How can you be the head of household if you're busy in the streets, you're busy selling drugs, you're busy having multiple women putting us at risk for HIV AIDS. Wow. There's a lot of things in the community that needs to be talked about and our black brothers need to understand that us black women are getting tired. We're tired of the pants sagging. It's a lot of things right now that needs to be talked about. And I'm one of the ones that's going to bring it out no matter what. So my personal opinion, yes, a lot of black men need to step up. And it's not just one particular black man. It's all different varieties of our black brothers because at the end of the day, you have your ones in the streets, as I just said. You have your ones in the jailhouse. And you know, how can you lead your family and call yourself a man if you're always disappearing and in the system? 
you allowing yourself to be in the system and you're allowing the white man to put you in the position to where you're away from your family. So instead of you investing your time to take care of your family, you have you have plenty of opportunities and you see us women being mothers and taking care of our kids, going to work, coming home, cooking, washing clothes. It's not hard for us women and we are the strength and we are you guys' backbones. But at the end of the day, we need y'all support as well. It's hard, but support is something really important when it comes down to the black home, the black community, and us needing our brothers. Okay, okay. so I got a question for you. Do you think it is all brothers or do you feel like who you just described with the majority of them and where do you think we need to change and where do you think the brothers need to change in order for uh, them to kind of lead the way in the community? What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Our black brothers right now, the one, it's not all of them, but you do have, I would say out of 100%, you have about maybe 30% of brothers doing what they're supposed to be doing, taking care of the household. You know, they're working, they're probably in school, they're probably coming home to their family, they're probably not out cheating. And then you have brothers that are doing the complete opposite. We need the brothers, the 30%, to lead by example and try to encourage our other brothers to, hey, look, you know, that's not the right route to go. As far as the community goes, um, it's going to be all set by an example. To me, it's, it's about them really wanting it. You got to be hungry for it. You, you want these things in a, fast, in a fast period of time, but you're not willing to sacrifice the time to invest and patiently wait for those things to manifest. So let me, let me address the elephant in the room. We've seen Serena get married to a white man. We now see Michelle from Destiny's Child, engaged to a white man. We saw Janet Jackson run over there and get herself an A-Rap guy. We see Eve is still married to an A-Rap guy. So the question I have for you, short and sweet, is do you condone that? In other words, do you feel like do you feel like that's an option now, or are you still in full support of your black man, meaning that you don't see yourself going in that direction? If you do go in that direction, still do you feel like you still can uh, be an intricate part in our community now? No, I don't see myself going in that direction. And no, I don't condone it at all. Because, well, everybody have their own opinion. At the end of the day, it's true. Freedom of speech. But my personal opinion is that I'm not, I've never stepped outside my own race. And that's why I have a, I have a personal reason for that. We have been through enough as black women and as our culture and as our ancestors. I feel like I'd be portraying them if I was to step outside of my original, my race to just to go date. You know anyone that's not of my own. See, see that fellas, you still, you hear that? She can be critical if you're still not swirling. <laughs> and we got a lot of women out here swirling and whatnot. And don't get me wrong, I don't have no problem if you want to dip in some vanilla. But don't be hypocritical. I have a problem with dipping oh. in vanilla. Uh, you say oh, you go, don't go. have a problem with dipping in vanilla. I have a problem with it because at the end of the day, you can have a black man and he'd be willing to go to work and go to school and come home and provide to his family, but you don't see a lot of black brothers doing that for their black women. Mm. Nowadays, we got a lot of black brothers doing that for the white women. But you, what was wrong with you not being able to do that for the black woman? Because Okay. Uh, because you know we have a backbone it's a lot of things we're not going to tolerate and i feel like with a white woman 
you know, a lot of black brothers can get away with a lot of things that they originally wouldn't be able to get away with if they was with a black woman. I just want to be clear. Statistically, most black men marry black women. But I think what you speaking on, short and sweet, is those educated, affluent, yes. well-paid um, guys who got a good job or got this going on, this, that, and the third, the whole nine. I think that's what you're speaking on. But at the end of the day, I feel your pain. And even as a man, I would like to see more men step up, particularly in the community. Uh, we, what, not only are they watching, we're drowning out here in these streets, man, and we're seeing our women get picked on. Um, can you speak on that? Can you speak on the fact that these women are getting taken out of the community? Just saw a woman get jumped on by the police, and she damn near got all her clothes ripped off. And, and where was the where was the man at? To your point. And you know, I seen that video multiple times, and I was wondering where was her support system, and how was anyone surrounding? It was many people around. Someone's recording, so apparently somebody saw something. Why come they didn't help her? You know, it's it's this right here is just a it's just a prime example of us needing our brothers. You know, we need y'all, and we need that support system to help us focus and push us to our full potential, just like we'll be willing to do for y'all. And at the end of the day. You know, we are now stuck in a position where the government is trying to control everyone through the assistance, through Medicaid. It's so many things that they're trying to do to remove the black woman from the home. Okay, I got a question. So you've talked about pan sagging. You've talked about infidelity. You've talked about multiple kids. You've talked about uh, this, that, and the third. But what we hadn't talked, what we have not talked about is these pastors. What we have not talked about is these other folks that represent our community and they are not doing anything as well so what what category would you put them in or do you give them a pass too is money the root of all evil to you when it comes down to as far as a pastor they say money is the, is the root of all evil do you agree no the money is not the root of all evil but what I will say is if the money is going to white people and a white bank and it ain't going to black people, that is the root of all evil, not having the money. That's true. So at the end of the day, my personal opinion is that our black sisters and brothers need to stand up and start investing our money into ourselves, saving that money. Because right now, as far as pastors go, you know, we're giving all our money to them, you know, believing in our full faith. What are you doing to help your own community besides that? I feel like... We need more black banks. We need more black-owned banks. We need more black-owned businesses. You know, you got people coming over to the United States from overseas and just starting their own business. You got A-Rap starting their own business. We need our brothers to stand up. We need them to be strong. We need our backbones. Let me let me just say this. Um, all of that sounds good. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> all of that sounds good. But one of, the, one of the issues that I have is not with the church directly. No. It's with the way that we use the church. And I think sisters, and I'm going to go ahead and I done heard what you said about the brothers. Mm -hmm. um, some of that stuff I agree with, some of it I don't. So as a proud. But let me, just, let me just say this. I think when we talk about the churches, if the sisters make a conscious effort to come up out of that mud for at least a month, the pastor would change his tone to get them back in church because the women are the backbone. Those are the most committed ones. Those are the ones financially who are most committed. Those are the ones who are the organizers. 
the women are the ones who make the dues in a lot of cases come to church. So if the women make a conscious effort to say, look, we want our communities to change, but you, pastor, you are impotent. You are not moving. You're not doing anything as it pertains to our community. We're not coming until you do something. And so are you willing to speak out on that, short and sweet? Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, we are power. We as women are power. Our power are from with. We're from within the power. Look at the things that we're capable of doing besides childbirth. I don't think a man can be strong enough to do that. We are strong in so many areas. And it's like the movie Chi-Town when all the women withheld themselves. Chi-Town? Yeah, Chi-Town. All the women withheld themselves, you know. It's a lot of things I think that women joined together and agreed on and made a basically like a strike against the pastors, against the community. So you saying, you saying... Y'all, y'all gonna put that thing on ice so we can't get no loving? Yep. Ice. <laughs> Frozen. Frozen. You seen the movie Frozen. Frozen. I don't think a lot of men, a lot of men go crazy. I mean, that's part of controlling right I'll now. get right. If you don't do me like that, i get right. Go on strike. Yeah, that's like being an asshole with your wife and she said, I ain't cooking the rest of the week because something ain't doing. Y'all ain't doing what you're supposed to do. So at the end of the day, yes, I'm sure that'll control so, a lot of men. So as as we get to the end of the podcast, it's been a very, very entertaining one. So do you have solutions to how we can remedy this issue in terms of black men being better moving forward? Do you have any solutions? I have some ideas, you know. Okay. I have some ideas in my head, and I, I do a lot of praying every day. I do a lot of writing. I do a lot of reading every day. I'm always reading, so... I do believe that it all starts with communication. That's first and foremost. Communication is so important for us to sit down and talk, you know, talk to our brothers and let them know, hey, this is what I have a problem with. This is what we need to do. How can we grow from this particular point into a better space? What can we do to get to a better area in life because our community needs us? And we need everyone to understand that, you know, this is affecting everybody and our kids as they get older. Our kids need to see everyone uniting. They need to see that their moms and and dads can do right. You know, they need to see those things. They need to understand and feel safe. A lot of things like that is not happening. Our kids don't feel safe. And it bothers me. So a lot of times I do feel like, you know, communication is just the first part of it and understanding. That's beautiful. Okay, so... I have a quick question for you. When we talk about men and brothers stepping up to do what they need to do, um, can you be a good man and not necessarily make a lot of money um, and not have a master's or a Ph.D.? What what to you, in your opinion, denotes or uh, defines what a good man is moving forward? And can you tell me how this man can manifest what he brings to the table in the community really regardless of his physical appearance and regardless of what he might be able to provide or his education level no none of those things matter because even though he may not be financially stable as far as in the physical aspect mentally he might be just as much as anybody else at his own employment where his place of employment so in my personal opinion at the end of the day there is a lot of solutions and with our black brothers you know I feel like there's no such thing as you know 
putting them in the category to where, hey, you know, just because he's not making six figures doesn't mean he's not worthy of a family. He's not worthy of being able to provide for our household. I feel like it's all within the mind, you know, a man's wisdom. A lot of men carry wisdom. A lot of men carry knowledge. And those are some of the traits that I look for as well. It attracts me, so I can only imagine what it attracts, you know, other women. I mean, money is just what it is. It's money. So with all of the men who have been mass incarcerated in the last 20 to 25 years, um, and with the huge vacuum that's being created in terms of leadership from a man's standpoint, do you feel like all of the boys without male role models is an excuse? Or do you think that's a legitimate issue for the reason why we have so many men that are lost, particularly how they engage our women? It's a little bit of both because at the end of the day, we have a system that's designed to actually put our black brothers in the system. You know, look at what just happened with Meek Mill. You know, 10 years of probation for something that happened almost 12 years ago. You know, and then they incarcerated him. That's another prime example of how the system is built to hold our brothers down. And it, it hurts me to see those type of things. And it hurts to know that we live in a world where these things are are happening. It, it just, it really bothers me. It really hurts. It, it hurts for the kids. So can you be a good man and be married to a white woman? I'm sorry. What was that question? Can you be a good man and still have interest in women who are not black? Yeah, you can be a good man and still have interest. Everybody have their own, you know, uh, who they prefer, their taste. You know, I might find something that someone wearing is cute or it, I think to each is are you Are you trying to swirl like some of our celebrities these days? Uh, absolutely not. I, I want to stick to my skin. I'm comfortable in my skin. Okay, so you, you love some black men. Is there any kind of black man that we should l let the viewers or the listeners know that you like? Mm -hmm. Because fellas, I'm telling you, she is looking good up in here. I just like a brother with some mentality that's got some wisdom, that's smart, know what he wants. So you want a brother with some ambition? Yep. And that, that right there by itself can... It's basically a lotto ticket. His mind is his mind is creative. His mind wonders. His mind thinks outside the box. He's not original like everyone else. He's different. He's not scared to be. He's not scared to step outside the box and be different and not be like everyone else. Those things are something that I find adorable. It's like you know. And then the man who's well knowledge on his spiritual level. To me, that's important. You praying. You. You trying, you putting forth effort. You know that's more important than anything. What you believe in, it, you pushing it. You're not just sitting around waiting and waiting on it to come to you. So he doesn't necessarily have to be in church, but he have to have some type of uh, faith. faith or uh, strong spiritual uh, belief, though. Yes, he got to have some kind of faith, strong. A lot of people get through every day with their faith. I'm one of them. As an example, I wake up in the morning, I pray. I pray when my kids sleep. I watch them when they sleep. And I just sometimes I have to pray throughout the whole day. And to know that you can have that type of relationship with another man who's full of wisdom and knowledge and understands where you're coming from and y'all bond can grow together and y'all can get to a level to where you can pray. And even when you're not around that person, it's more of a 
telepathy feeling to where you know that they're thinking and praying and you can feel it too that's powerful well you see the energy has shifted um, from one of irritability to now is more positive and uplifting and that's where most black women I believe are at uh, we're going to wrap it up but I just want to leave everybody with this um, we need black men to step up as a strong unapologetic African myself um, even myself there are some things I need to improve on however with that said we also need the sisters to support that type of man and so if she's going to demand that she has to be willing to give that as well um, but at the end of the day the sisters are strong um, if the brothers are strong and vice versa and so on to the next time anything man that you cannot use to uplift inspire and to build up your community you need to throw it in the trash can and put it on the side of the road the next time hotel and I'm out <laughs>